day, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Backpackers First Steps. I'm your host, John. And today we're looking at car camping and also my upcoming uh, trip to uh, the UP along Lake Superior. But first things first, let's look at uh, the, the car camping. So car camping is a really big thing uh, when we were growing up as kids. I don't know how much it's done today. Uh, I've got older ones, and we were all scouting and such like that. So uh, we had the uh, designated areas where we would camp and so on and so forth. So today, I don't know if it's a really big thing to do the car camping. If it is, let me know. You know, just kind of drop a little message there, and um, that way we could, you know, kind of look at that. But it's interesting to get kids involved. I was very early on, uh, eight, nine years old when I was growing up. And you know, it wasn't my mother and father so much, but it was my grandparents that took me to uh, Metamora here in Michigan. And we would camp uh, along the lake there. We had the uh, the pickup truck with the, you know, the camper in the bed and the whole nine yards. And, and that's where I got to experience the outdoors, even though there were people around still. We had somebody, you know, you had the experience of staying out away from your bed and away from the nightlight. <laughs> we always had nightlights growing up as kids, but it was always really cool to get out there and it's like, ooh, stark. And that early morning, the coffee going, because we had the coffee percolator, we didn't have the electric one. So it was the smell of, fresh coffee was really cool in the morning and those are the little fond memories you know including going out in the canoes in the morning or the afternoons and doing some fishing and just walking around the uh the campgrounds so that was always a really cool thing for me and so that got me involved more into the outdoors and so on and so forth to where we're at today um but starting them off small you know a local campground uh in, in your area you know i'm a huge advocate for the backyard if you have the space to do it pitch the tent you know get them involved with setting things up and it's a really great you know thing to see as they kind of get involved and they're kind of you know scrambling around oh where does this go where does this go what does this do and then you kind of explain it and that kind of gets them going. You know, then they're excited to stay in a tent. Now, as night gets closer, sometimes they may not, you know. That's why it's always good to, you know, bring the little flashlights, you know, so they have some kind of comfort. Because even we go out and backpacking, we take our comforts. Let's not lie, people. Some people do, some people don't. But Majority, like myself, I still take my three-legged stool. I'll carry that one pound. I'm not sitting on the ground if I don't have to. So, but that being said, carrying the comforts, it's okay. Because, you know, they're not going out, you know, an overnight uh, in the back country somewhere. They might, but we start them small. We start them slow. And they'll either catch on to it or they may not. You have to do it a couple times. So the, the biggest thing is, as I said, start small and get them at an early age to where they can kind of grasp what's going on. You know, they're like, oh, wow, this is cool. I can't wait. And also have them into the planning stage. Now, 
you're like, why? You know, kids. If you get kids involved now in planning, they may want to do it next time around and be a part of it. Or, hey, I've got this idea. I would like to go here. Or I want to try this. Oh, let's try this. This would be really cool. So having them involved in the planning stages, where we would like to go, how long you want to stay, that type of thing, it, it gets them involved. And that's a really great start. Uh, also, kind of keeping them uh, occupied, the next uh, two here anyway, is getting a, a pair of binoculars. You don't have to get anything you know, expensive. And you can go to your local Walmart or camping uh, store and buy a simple pair of binoculars and turn the kids loose as far as watching birds and animals and stuff like that. They will be just tickled to death, people. It is really a great idea to get them, you know, looking through a pair of binoculars. So um, that's the best thing right there. Uh, Also is looking for animal tracks. That's the best thing. When you get them up early in the morning and you've had breakfast and such, or you go out before you've had breakfast and you're looking at the the animal tracks that are in the area, get them a little expensive, inexpensive notebook. You know, go to the dollar store. You can buy a five-pack for a buck. This way, they can take a paper. They can take a little book out and have them draw the uh, the tracks the way they see it. And when they get back to camp, they can talk about it or they can look it up because, you know, maybe you have self-service where you're at. So then they get interested in, oh, this is what deer came through here or this little animal came through here. Oh, this one really confuses me. And it may show interest. It may not. But it gets them to do something and kind of gets them exploring into wildlife and that type of thing. Also, when you're at the um, the campgrounds and stuff like that, have them have a chore. Just something simple, you know, collect the, 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 the sticks around the area for, you know, if you're doing a fire that evening. Or have them um, gather up even wood with you or, you know, help pitching the tent, that type of thing. So small little chores, uh, giving them something to do is also a great thing. Um, also, on top of it, parents, we all know it's it's a no-brainer to bring extra clothes, but let them get wet. You know, you're down at a creek bed, have them take their shoes off, if they can, if it's safe enough, to just turn them loose in a creek. And uh, that way, if it's shallow enough and it, it's safe enough, turn them loose, let them get wet, have them have a good time, because you never know if they're able to do that again. So, uh, last, introduction to a lot of things is a great thing. It it sends a a child's mind off into other places. But starting them off with, now a lot of people are going to say, I don't think so, this is not a good thing, is knife safety. Now, my boys were early on, you know, in scouting and such like that, and I've always had a pocket knife. I've had a pocket knife since I was nine. And, of course, I didn't carry it around with me, but I had a pocket knife. And when I was with my grandparents and stuff, that's when I was allowed to take it out or grandpa would give it to me. And I would just, you know, carve on a piece of wood, you know. So it was always, you know, carve away again. You don't cut towards you and so on and so forth. So knife safety was taught very early. 
and I did the same thing with my boys. So uh, learning knife safety was another thing. Learning the compass, you know, at least the cardinal points of north, south, east, and west, and correspondence with a map. Um, they may not get it right away, uh, or they may say, oh, this is where we're at, but, you know, where are we at, you know, north, south. So you just never know when it comes to uh, compasses and such like that. You know, they'll catch on right away. But knowing those and also fire safety, fire safety is huge. Um, knowing them not to throw things in the fire because, you know, you don't know what they're going to throw in. It'll explode and they get scared or something like that or something comes back at them. Knowing that fire is hot, fire can hurt, but also fire can save a life. Fire can bring warmth. Fire can protect, you know, against animals and that type of thing. So a lot of little things, uh, introductions to stuff, and you just kind of keep in the back of your head, this is, you know, what we do along the way. Eventually, it'll kick in, and they'll want to do more and more. So that's it for as far as car camping. I mean, you know, bring the necessary stuff you have to, depending on where you're at. So... Uh, off to the upcoming trip. So yeah, it is August. It's, it's August the 3rd. Yep. It's Tuesday. And my trip is slated for September the 27th. I'm going from Deer Park in Lake Superior into to Quantum Falls. So right now I'm looking at a, at least a three and a half day. The other guys I've got aren't that fast folks. So. Yeah, three and a half days. It's not that far. It's like 30 miles if it's even that. So I got a couple new pieces of gear. And I will be doing those here relatively soon on the YouTube channel, uh, Michigan Pathways. So if you're interested, uh, it should be coming up sometime here this month. And uh, I will go over my new backpack, which is my Inca which I got from uh, Mountain Warehouse here in Michigan from the uh, Great Lakes uh, Crossing. It's at uh, Mountain Warehouse there. A lot of great uh, gear, folks. If you're starting off, and I'm going to tell you this. I'll give you an insider. So I bought my backpack, uh, Ozark Trail. It was $60 at Walmart. It's lasted me two and a half trips now. And yeah, three, three trips. Sorry about that. Two and a half, three trips. And I love it. And then you're thinking, why would you want to go something else? Well, to me, also, I do gear review. I love looking at different gear and people keep pushing it. Well, what's so interesting about this? So I go and I got an Inca 65 liter um, heavy duty pack. It's right around three pounds. It's a lot lighter than my Ozark Trail, but it's got a lot more compartments. You know, we have compartments. We pack more stuff. That's the, <laughs> the golden rule. And so I'm anxious to try that out. I'll probably start this month um, or towards the end of the month, start loading it up and working with it, getting the straps just right, because it's got a couple different more uh, uh, straps for the back and such like that. So it's an interesting little uh, little investment there. That one was $85, folks. 
So if you're looking at just starting off, you're not really sure and you don't want you don't want to go out and spend a lot of money but still get a good brand name, Inca is really another good brand name. And I got that one, I said for like 80 $85, but the original price on it was $220. Now I can't complain, you know. You know when you look at an Osprey, which is my next uh, you know, that's over the $200 range as well. So that being said, it's a nice little place to check out. Also, really quick here, I just picked up my Optimus uh, cooking set. It's a 16-ounce pot, but it also came with the burner. So it's another little investment that I got from Cabela's at uh, $50. Now you're saying, wow, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Now, I paid, uh, I think, $29 just for my Coleman One burner. That wasn't anything else. I didn't have the pot with it. The The pot, I think, cost me another $9, $10. And then I bought another one on top of that. I bought a Stanley for, I think, 12 or $13. So I put in quite a bit for, and this does get away, folks. I mean, you start looking at, you know, the money going into this, you're going to put some money into it. And that's why it's always important to invest in good gear if you're going to stay with it. You know, I'm all for trying out inexpensive gear. Okay, well, I need to do this. Well, I need to do that. You may even like some of the stuff and not want to bump up on it. But for me, gear is cool. And I like looking at different things and trying out different things. So with that being said, uh, I said I'll be out on uh, YouTube here in a little bit, and I will definitely kind of give you guys a review on it. So with that being said, great to have you guys on. Thank you once again for tuning in, and I will hopefully see you on the trail. You take care. Bye.